I thank you for praying along with me this morning. And I do hope that you have been enjoying uh, the sunshine that we have been given over the last couple of days. But we've been working through a series called Lord Teach Us to Pray and it has been all about prayer and we're going to continue that right now. So if you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to turn to Matthew chapter 6 and we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 6 verse 11 uh, this morning. So if you have your Bibles with you, let me, uh, let me read chapter 6 verse 11 for you. It says this, Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. You may know that as part of the Lord's Prayer, which is what this series has been uh, working its way through. And so this morning we are going to be looking a little closer uh, at that. But I wonder whether you have ever signed a petition. I suspect you know what petitions are. You know, they're a formal form of, of a petition is where you put your name down on a piece of paper or, or these days online, some, some sort of online platform, where you put your name down in support of something. There is a cause, perhaps, and you need to get your support behind that or you wish to show your support uh, behind that. And so you sign a petition. And these petitions can focus on, on anything um, that is happening within perhaps an organisation or, or, uh, or perhaps uh, more wider in, in society. Perhaps it's for asking for policy change of government or better conditions in a workplace. I reckon over the last week I have seen at least three or four petitions go through my social media feeds about various issues. But petition or petitions are not some, simply writing on paper and putting our signature to something, highlighting our support in a formal capacity. No, there are, we, we petition in everyday life. We, uh, we, we petition some, for, for things. We, we ask for things when we are in need. And, and if we ask someone for something in need, then we are petitioning them for something. Perhaps it is a student petitioning their teacher for an extension on their assignment or perhaps it's a child petitioning their parent for ice cream after dinner. In a similar way, uh, when we come to God in prayer and lift up our needs to him, we are petitioning God. We are asking him for things. We are asking him for our wants and for our needs particularly. So we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, looking at that this morning, looking at this theme of petition and reflecting uh, a little bit more about that. And I think it would be fair to say that petition is something that we do in prayer all the time. It is, it is really the, the start of a basic prayer life. It is often the first way we learn to pray. We come to him, we ask for his hand over a particular situation, we ask or request for comfort and care for others, we, uh, we ask for forgiveness of sin and of course we petition him on behalf of others for their needs as well. And so in the big and in the small, we petition God in prayer. 
I mean, an example from the service this morning is just my prayer before. Uh, I was petitioning God, not only on behalf of people in our congregation, but also connected with the wider church here in Victoria. We are asking God to move, asking God to make his will uh, known, but also to turn people to him and also for care and comfort and the needs of others. We've already spent time this morning petitioning God. And so here in Matthew uh, 6, verse 11, Jesus here continues to teach his disciples about prayer and through this one line, give us this daily bread, he teaches them. And I think it leads us to, uh, to at least learn a couple of things about that as he teaches them, his disciples at the time, and also us this morning. And so the first thing I think that he teaches us is that when Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, he is talking about us depending on God daily. As Christians, we uh, recognise that we are living a day at a time. And it sounds cliche, I know, but we know that we, well, we know that we don't know when we will die. We do not know what will happen tomorrow. We do not know what will happen this afternoon, even though it might be a bit samey at the moment. I get that. Uh, but it requires us, or this, this idea requires us to depend on God. When we have this outlook in life, this requires us to depend on God. Now, of course, the, the importance of planning is also taught in Scripture. So think of the Proverbs, think of the book of James, which we, we've studied previously. But there is a constant refrain throughout the scriptures, that God is the one who supplies all our needs on a daily basis. When we depend on ourselves, when we depend on others, well then we, uh, we will only be let down. But with God, we have a strong foundation, a solid foundation. A God who rules and reigns and he is always faithful and always dependable. And so a mark of a follower of Jesus is their dependence on God for their needs. We come with a posture of dependence towards God. There are plenty of stories uh, of, the, of Christians of the past who say and do amazing things. And Wally has often referenced some of them in his messages recently. And so by their actions and by their words, they've been seeing people seen as people who have depended on God. The story of William Booth is one such story of a man who began a salvation army and in so doing he depended on God for everything that he needed. To the point of saying, work as if everything depended on your work and pray as if everything depended on your prayer. But then there are millions of other people Millions of other people, of other believers who day in and day out faithfully pray and rely on God for their needs. They are people who we can't quote because their words are not known to us. Now, we, they are not Christian celebrities with large platforms. Rather, they are ordinary, everyday people who faithfully go about living with a posture of dependence on God. These are people, I believe, that we come and sit next to Sunday after Sunday 
when we're allowed to, uh, when we're allowed to meet. But they are the people within our church who faithfully depend on God for their needs. And so to depend on God is to fully trust in his care for us, that despite our circumstances, whether happiness or hardship, we continue to have a posture of dependence towards God. As one commentator put it, when speaking about this verse in the context of the Lord's Prayer, he said, the prayer encourages a continuing dependence on God. It does not countenance a situation in which the disciple asks God for a supply for a lengthy period, after which prayer he can go on for some time in forgetfulness of God, but he depends on God constantly. And this dependence is expressed in this prayer. Dependence on God is not just a one-off occurrence. It is something that is required of us daily. It is practice. It is a discipline. It is a continual depending, continual dependence on God. And as we read through the Old Testament, I imagine we can think of many examples of people depending on God often. We think of people like Noah or Abraham. We think of people like Joseph or David. And we read of their lives and the inspiration that comes of it because of their dependence on God, whatever situation they go through. And I think one of the great stories of the Old Testament, about, particularly about dependence on God, is that of Ruth, the book of Ruth. Ruth is an outsider to the things of God. And because of the death of her husband and her father-in-law, soon enough she is left to support herself and her mother-in-law alone. And yet we find she depends on God for all her needs and she travels with her mother-in-law back to Israel and becomes a foreigner there with her mother-in-law, relying on others for her needs and particularly relying on God for her needs. And her dependence is is exhibited uh, through her service to her mother-in-law, through her daily work in the fields and through the generosity and trusting of those around her for the needs that she has for her and her mother-in-law. And so the book of Ruth, it's a very redemptive story, but it's also a story that shows the dependence of God. I suppose there is also a, a cautionary aspect to this point as well, very briefly. For when we are comfortable, when we are, believe we have everything in need, when we don't need to depend on God as we once did or when we don't need to depend on God for the things that we used to depend, him, depend on him for, then it is common, isn't it, to let this dependence slide. And so we must be careful not to fall into that trap, not to fall into the trap, not to change our posture from dependence to independence. Second, when Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, he is talking about asking for our needs, for our needs. 
But whenever we pray, we are generally asking God for something. And this gets really to the heart of petition, because that's what it is. Petition is that word that defines prayer as asking God for stuff, for, for something, or for help. And so whatever that stuff may be, from inner comfort to strength to physical needs like food and, and finances to, to wisdom and to discernment, whatever it may be, if you take some time to analyse the, the structure of your prayer, the, 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 the content of your prayer, I wonder what percentage of your prayer is, uh, is petition, is asking God for things, either for you or for others. And don't hear me saying that that is necessarily wrong. Don't, don't hear me saying that at all. God encourages us to come to him with everything, to come to him at all times and in all things. So let's keep coming to God in petition. And even as I read across over the, the Lord's Prayer in preparation again and again, I've noticed just how much asking there is of God simply in this prayer. From verse 10 through to verse 13, everything is petition. It is really a prayer of petition. Let's list those things that Jesus teaches us to ask for. First, for his kingdom to come. Second, for his will to be done. Third, for our daily bread. Fourth, for our debts to be forgiven, our sins to be forgiven. Five, for us not to be led into temptation. And six, to be delivered from evil. So by my reckoning, there are six requests, six items of petition to God that we see in this Lord's Prayer. And give us this day our daily bread being one of them. And so when Jesus specifically prays that petition, give us this day our daily bread, he wishes us to pray for the needs that we have the needs necessary for life. I'm reminded of the song from that great theologian Baloo from the Jungle Book, Our Bare Necessities. I hope you know that song anyway. If you don't, check out the Jungle Book. But the song Our Bare Necessities reflects that our prayers are to be for our bare necessities, our needs in life. And Martin Luther, the great reformer, perhaps he's probably more the theologian to go to, is uh, from the 16th century wrote that the use of this term bread was symbolic of everything necessary for the preservation of this life, like food, a, a healthy body, good weather, house, home, husband or wife, children, good government and peace. In essence, Luther was saying that these are the necessities of life rather than the luxuries. But this petition, so this petition of give us our day, our daily bread, is a prayer for our needs. It's worth noting that when we pray for our needs, it does not suppose or or oppose, sorry, the idea that people still have to earn their own living and work and and do things like that. For, of course, farmers still need to plough their fields and Customer service reps still need to help people and mechanics still need to fix their car and, and of course, accountants still need spreadsheets. And this prayer is still an expression of dependence on God who uses human means, who uses our actions and our activity to fulfil his purposes and to meet 
the needs of others. So it is a prayer for food and for clothing, for a home, for a job, for other physical necessities we may have. At the same time, it should be evident to us that we aren't to pray for, uh, for excess or for, for luxury. Philippians 4.19 says that God will meet all our needs according to the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. But it does not say God will supply all our wants. God may give us many obvious luxuries in our life. I'm sure you can think of ten off the top of your head right now. And sometimes these luxuries can affect our spiritual vitality to our detriment. We aren't told to ask for these things, for opulence, for riches, but we are instructed to ask for our necessities. And the basis for asking for life's necessities is found on God's promise to give us what we ask for. You may be I was certainly reminded of Jesus' words in Luke 11, verse 9 to 13. It says this, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? As a good boss meets the needs of his employees or a parent provides the needs for their children, so too our Father cares for those who have become his children through faith in Christ Jesus. And therefore, he is here to listen to our prayers, to listen to our requests, to listen to our petitions for the needs that we have. And he is there to answer our prayers and answer with love and care and generosity from our God, our Father. And so with this in mind, I find... There are a few implications for us, both for our belief and for our action because of this this teaching here from Jesus in Matthew 6.11. And so first, our needs need to include both the physical and the spiritual. There are some in the Christian church who would have you believe that this body that we have here on earth is simply a temporary vessel. They minimise the body and the physical in our world, the stuff in our world, and overemphasise the spiritual or the life to come. At times, this has led people and groups towards asceticism or or drawing away uh, into their own little cultic practices. And at other times, this has pushed people towards abuses and, and sacrifices of the body in various forms. And neither of those are particularly biblical. Neither of those uh, are very helpful. They seem to contradict scripture and the example of Jesus. For we notice that in the life and ministry of Jesus, he is concerned not only with the spiritual condition of the people that he comes across, but also the physical condition 
of their needs as well. I mean, as we worked through the letter of James only a couple of months ago, we saw clearly that faith is applied in action and that includes the care and concern of people's physical needs. And so the same concern, I think, is is evident here and can be heard as we read this petition to give us today our daily bread. As James Montgomery Boyce uh, says, we can see what God thinks of our human bodies when we remember that he himself in Jesus Christ, took that body upon him. It is not simply a soul salvation, it is a whole salvation, the salvation of body, mind and spirit at which Christianity aims. Second, we are reminded to take it one day at a time. If you've ever heard a player or a coach be interviewed, a player or a coach from a sporting team be interviewed, you will no doubt be familiar with the phrase, we're just taking it one game at a time. Well, for us as believers, it is right to be taking life one day at a time. Again, doesn't neglect the importance of planning and preparation. I'm not saying that. Uh, thinking of the future at all, of course not. Uh, we... we we looked at the letter of James in, in chapter 4 of, of James that was helpful for reminding us that planning is okay and part of life and we, but we're still to hold our plans loosely uh, knowing that they are under the sovereign hand of God. But it's important to recognise that Jesus is teaching us to pray for each day and reminding us of the need we have for God. Remember that posture of dependence towards God. It is important to understand that our dependence on God and needs from God are given to us each and every day. Therefore, there is an intentionality in coming to God each day in prayer and recognising our needs and dependence on him. As we petition God, as we pray to God for things, we come before him with the requests that we have and the needs that we need to lift up to him, we are to show our daily dependence on him through those prayers. I mean, the whole act of prayer itself is an act of dependence on God. When we pray, we are showing our dependence on on him. And finally, third, our, our request for daily bread points to the need of, or to our need of spiritual nourishment. And I presume, I, I am presuming this morning that you all know the taste of fresh bread, the glorious taste of fresh bread. Even this week I had fresh rolls for lunch, I had to have a couple and then mid-afternoon I had to go back for a third. The bread was so fresh, it was so good to eat. Of course, I apologise to any of our gluten-free listeners and viewers this morning, but fresh bread, it's terrific. And so while it sounds odd to say that we need to feed on Christ, what we need is we we do need to feed spiritually on God and that that does sound a little little bit odd sometimes, but the only other place in the entire Bible where a request to give us bread is, uh, is written, 
is spoken is spoken by Jesus when he's given, giving his, his sermon there in John 6 on spiritual bread. And Jesus says this, let me read it uh, directly. John 6 verses 32 to 35, it says, Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given from the bread, given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And so in context, the people he was speaking to are thinking of physical bread. But Jesus turns them away from the physical things, this physical nature of things to himself, the one who could satisfy and give far greater, uh, uh, fill that far greater hunger of the soul. He is the bread of life. He is the satisfaction of our souls. And so what does it mean to feed on Christ? It means that he is the source of all our spiritual life. And as we grow in him and come close to him, we are nourished by him. We are nourished and contented and satisfied through him alone the hunger and the yearning that we feel in our hearts for our Creator is fulfilled through Jesus Christ, the bread of life. And so as we hunger for achievement, for love, for success, for happiness, whatever that might be for you, we recognise that these are good in and of themselves when used and, and, and approached as God intended. But at the heart of our faith and the heart of this prayer this morning is the realisation that it is only Christ. It is only Christ who satisfies and it is him alone, him only who fulfils the hunger that we seek. The hunger and deep need that we have comes from God and God alone. So as you petition God through prayer this week, May you come to know him, for you, or may you come to him for your needs. May you, may you be an answer to someone else's needs this week too. But also may you be satisfied in him alone and nourished in Christ alone this week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being able to come to you and ask and request of things that are going on in our life and in our wider world. We again lift up this coronavirus um, situation, uh, this coronavirus season, and uh, along with many other people and churches across our state, may you, uh, yeah, may you strengthen us in this challenging time. But Lord, may we also know this morning that we can come to you for our daily needs. May we depend on you. May we come to you for our needs. May we recognise you as the one who truly satisfies our hearts, who truly satisfies our longings. Lord Jesus, be with us this pray. Uh, be with us today, we pray, uh, and bless us in your Son's name. Amen.